You're listening to the Ministry 127 podcast, a ministry of Lancaster Baptist Church and Pastor Paul Chapel. Today's lesson is on ideas for creatively reaching your community with Jerry Furso. Brother Furso has been on staff at Lancaster Baptist Church for over 20 years, where he oversees the soul winning and outreach programs. Acts chapter number five. We're talking about ideas for creatively reaching your community. And of course, um, it's our desire here at Lancaster Baptist to, to reach everybody in our community. I mean, that's, that's our pastor's heart. That's uh, our church's heart. And of course, we know this. That's the Lord's heart. Amen. And to, to reach everybody with the gospel of Christ. And so we're gonna, I'm going to just kind of share some ideas, I think, at the end. Well, we would just, some things that we do, some ideas, okay? And, and some of these ideas um, you know, may not work in your community. Uh, you may not like the idea. You may not be ready for the idea. That's that's fine. Uh, but just some ideas, and and I think uh, I know Pastor sent me to uh, has sent me to some uh, seminars and and conferences, and he says, listen, if you just get one good idea um, and bring it back to help the ministry, it's worth it all. And so we pray that maybe something, one idea, might be said that might be a help and a blessing to you and uh, to your ministry, and. Um, you know, look in your Bibles in, in Acts chapter number 5, <clears throat> in verse number 27, where the Bible says, And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine." And in bringing this man's blood upon us, then Peter and the other apostles answered and said unto them, We ought to obey God rather than man. And uh, you know, as I look at that, I love that little phrase there. Ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. And you want some? That's what we want to accomplish as churches. We want to fill our cities, our valleys, our communities with the doctrine of Christ. Amen. And let's have a word of prayer together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I pray, Lord, you help us now. I, I know that this is a difficult difficult hour, Lord, just right after lunch. And, Lord, it's a little crowded in here, but I pray that you'd help us to, to concentrate and, and pay attention on purpose. And I pray that you'd help us. I pray, Lord, that Something that would be said or shared, Lord, would be a help and encouragement, Lord, to these men and these ladies, and may they uh, be a great help to their to their pastor and, and to their church family. And, and I pray, Father, that because of this time together, we would say that uh, it's our desire that we would see souls saved. Uh, Lord, if one person got saved because of an idea that's shared right now, it's worth it all. We cannot attach a value on a soul. The Lord, just we could just imagine if, if every church represented here would reach one or two or three. It, it, it's amazing. And so, Father, we, we thank you and praise you for that. We ask that you bless now in Christ's name. Amen. So we're going to just share some ideas how we could creatively reach our community. First of all, let's look at this. Let's look at our purpose. Okay? The purpose. And this is... Just introduction, I guess, but we need to respond to the Lord's command of reaching people with the gospel message. And, and we need to help 
um, our churches, our, our members to realize that, uh, that this is a command. These are the very last words uh, of our Savior when he told his disciples uh, to go into all the world and, and to preach the gospel. And, and those were some of his last words that he said before he ascended up into heaven. And so, you know, when you think about it, if you were on your dying bed and you had your family around you, I know this, I wouldn't be telling my kids, hey, did you take out the garbage, son? You know, hey, did you clean the garage? And hey, don't forget, be careful as you drive, don't get any more speeding tickets. I, I wouldn't say statements like that. I, I would try to communicate to my family my heart. I would try to communicate values that I pray that they would have embraced or will embrace that really would carry them out through their, throughout their life. And so as we think about this, you know, the command that God has given to us to reach our, our valleys and, and to reach the world with the gospel. I love what Dr. Sisk has said, the Lord's uh, last command should be our first priority. And, and that is so true. The Lord's last command should be our first priority. Second of all, our response to his command should be one of obedience. There ought to be a sense of obedience in our hearts of wanting to fulfill what Christ has commanded us to do. And, and we need to realize that this is something, as we even heard last night, I believe, it is something that's possible. We can reach this world. It is a, a task that can be accomplished. Yes, there needs to be a sense of synergy. There needs to be a sense of teamwork. And there definitely need, we need God's power, amen? But it's something, listen, the job, the task before us, is not something that's impossible. It is something that we can do. And, and we need to breathe this, this hope and this vision into the hearts of our people that's sitting in the pews to realize that they play a mighty part in reaching the world for the gospel. It's just not full-time you know, servants of God. I remember as a teenager, getting saved as a teenager, and thinking, yes, soul winning is good for the evangelist. Man, that's good for my pastor. And, that, you know, that's good for, you know, the staff. But, you know, I'm a teenager. I can't do anything. Until I began to realize that God wanted to use me. And you want to know something? And, and, and we need to breathe that, that life and that energy and that, that purpose in the hearts of people that God desires to use them to reach people with the gospel. Number three, we need to make a, 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 a conscious decision to put time and energy into influencing those counselless people beyond, beyond our doors. We need to, I love what Jesus told his disciples, we need to lift up our eyes and look into the fields and realize that the fields are white already into the harvest. We need to get our eyes off of, you know, the things that are just right around us and realize for us, there's a, a valley here that God wants us to reach. And we need to have a vision for that. And number four is this. We need to remember that the church has been given the only eternal difference maker, and that's the gospel. Isn't that exciting? That the church has been given this eternal difference maker, and it's the gospel. And so when we think about just reaching our communities, there are some purposes there. Man, we, you know, it's a response to the Lord's command. It's a sense of obedience and, and realize that we have, you know, hundreds and thousands of people beyond our doors that are waiting for us. I, I don't know how many times I've heard people say this. Thank you for sharing this with me. Thank you for coming by. I, I just, I didn't know this. I've gone to church my whole life, but I never understood this. Yeah. 
God. And you want to know something? The people in your community is no different than the people in our community. And, and we need to realize that. And, and we have the difference maker, and that's the gospel of Christ. So we see the purpose. I think we all understand that. Amen? But then we see, second of all, we see the promotion. The promotion. I think we've gotten away from setting some goals. And challenging our people to strive to reach some of those goals. Now, just, just a, a side note here regarding this, and I'm, I'm going to get to it in a moment, but let's just think about this for a moment. Number one, setting goals builds anticipation. Right. It, it builds a sense, of, and we know that, you know, apart from the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. And, and we know that. But also, there's, a, there's another side that we want to, you know, have people in our churches to get excited about the commands of Christ and the task that he's given to the local church about reaching people with the gospel. And so we need to be setting goals. And, and, and I think it's, it's important that you set some goals that, that you can share with your church family. Okay, but number two, setting goals pushes you to become more than you are right now. See, as when we set goals, when I set goals in, in my own life regarding outreach, guess what? That's pushing me to do something that, that I'm not doing right now. In other words, I look at that goal. Okay, let, let's just say, okay, uh, how many of you heard pastor say when he first got here, every week he knocked on how many doors, class? How many remember? 500 doors. Okay, I, I don't want you to raise your hand on this, okay? But how many of you ever knocked on 500 doors in one week? Don't, don't answer that. Maybe some of you never done that. So it, it might say, okay, when I go back, I'm going to pick a week out where I'm going to set that goal personally. Where I'm going to challenge myself to go out and knock on 500 doors. There, there's a certain time of the year during our open house. Um, I know this, Dr. Getch has knocked on over 1,000 doors a week. In a one-week period, he, he knocked on 1,000 doors in one week. Now, you know, that might be, you know, if you've never done 100 doors in a week, I wouldn't set that goal. I, okay? I, I might start at maybe 100 and then maybe go to 250 or 500. But just set some goals because what that does, it, it pushes you to do something that you haven't done before. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure some of you, I look at some of you and I can tell maybe some of you are athletes and maybe you work out and you, you jog in the morning and, and uh, you know, you, you kind of, you, you start off and maybe you're, you're doing, you know, I'm going to do a mile this week. And then you're going to start off and, you know, I'm going to do three miles in, you know, two more weeks. And now you're going to get up to that five-mile. And, and you push yourself. Now, listen, why don't we do that spiritually? Why don't we challenge ourselves in the area? So, you know what? Here's the bar. I'm going to, I'm going to set some goals, and I'm going, to, I'm going to challenge myself to, to rearrange my schedule, my priorities, for the purpose of reaching people with the gospel. And so you set a goal there. It helps you to become and to do something that you haven't, you're not doing presently. Number three is this. Set, here it is, this is the key. Set work goals. Okay. I'm starting my 20th year here. I have never one time heard pastor set a salvation goal. Like, okay, let's, let's see 500 people saved. I think in our minds, sometimes we're hoping to maybe reach something like a certain number. But we've never, never promoted that to the church family. We have set work goals. Okay? What are some work goals? How about this? How about total participation? That would be a good work goal. 
Okay, just ask yourself, okay, how many people in your church went out soul winning last week? Okay, how, how many of you have a regular scheduled time for your church to go soul winning? Okay, a lot of you do, okay? Okay, now, we take attendance, and we know who shows up on Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, and Saturday. We know who's there and who's not there. And so at certain times of the year, we'll set some goals for us. Okay, on this day, let's, have, let's shoot for this many people to go out soul winning. And then we work towards that goal, okay? And so we challenge ourselves not to be satisfied with the status quo. We want to challenge ourselves, first of all, as the leaders, to encourage others to be a part of this. But we set set a goal of total participation. Now, have we ever reached that goal? No, we haven't. We haven't had a Saturday where everybody in the church showed up for soul winning. Now, listen, but, but I would challenge you, maybe in a smaller church you could do that. But we've set goals. We've set goals to have a thousand soul winners. Now we're not talking about the college students. We're talking about the church family. That we'd have a thousand people on one Saturday to go out soul winning. And so we set these different work goals. Number two is this, or letter B underneath this work goals. Number of doors. Okay, set some, you know, that's something that we can control. How many doors I'm gonna knock on? So not only am I gonna set a total, you know. Maybe shoot for 500 soul winners or 25 soul winners or, or 10 soul winners, whatever the number is. Then say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set a goal of how many doors we're going to knock on. And another goal is how many hours will I go out? And challenge your people to do the same. And so these are just really just setting some goals and, and helping them uh, to reach something that maybe they haven't reached before or strive for something that they haven't achieved before. Number four is this. Special days build excitement within the church family. Man, I tell you what, when, when, when we have these special days, there's a sense of excitement going on. All right? Most, some of you may not know this, but I'm originally from Chicago. All right? And, um, and I'm a Chicago fan. All right? I'm a... I'm a Cubs fan. I hate the Sox, okay? Um, I'm a Bulls fan. I'm a Bears fan. And I'm a Blackhawks fan. And, uh, and I tell you what, when they won the Stanley Cup this year, and, and I, w- I wore my Blackhawk hat and, and I just kind of just walk around with my shoulders back a little bit, my chest sticking out, and saying, hey, we got it. And, they, and a lot of the guys around the church, hey, where's your Cubs hat? And I said, well, I'm not wearing the Cubs hat right now. <laughs> But you want to know something? There, there was some excitement, though, in Chicago because of that team. And, you know, really, what, does it really matter that they won? No, it doesn't. doesn't matter at all. But you want to know something? If we could build that same excitement that that city experienced over a hockey team in our churches about reaching people, just could imagine what could take place when, when their hearts are just fired up about going out and telling others about the Lord. Okay, number, now let's look at some things here, okay, uh, regarding some of these promotions. We have, um, I'm going to try something here. Let me see my little cheat sheet. Press Alt. Uh, there you go, okay. You can tell I'm not one of the high-tech guys around here. <laughs> I kind of leave that up to Brother Schmidt and those guys. But, you know, just, just something as simple like that. We played that for a couple of weeks. And, and, and guess what that did? That built excitement. People started thinking about that. And so people wanted to be a part of reaching out to their friends 
and to invite them. Not only that, we have, we have every year we have what we call just an idea here. We have a, how many of you put on like an Easter, you know, musical or something? You do something like that, special music. And, and several years ago, we've just decided to take it up a few notches and we, we invite the community. We put, we put together some tickets like this. And uh, it's, it, you know, we don't charge, but we use a ticket. Say, hey, I got some tickets for you. And we have an Easter musical. We'd love for you and your family to be a part of it. Here's this. Here's a brochure that goes along with it. We go throughout our valley with this and share this with people. And it's just been some just great tools to use and ideas to, to build. Just having that, that promotion, that sense of excitement in the hearts of our people. We have um, just a little friend day card, and we've got a, uh, just some, so a timeline. And I think we have a lot of this on uh, that sheet of paper that we'll pass out in a moment. But we have some, a lot of different things. One of our big days uh, as a church is our open house. And we have an open house every fall uh, for our harvest days. And along with that, we have a meal for all of our guests. And also, if you bring a guest for the very first time, we have, um, we have the, the, the flyer that goes along with it and also a, a meal voucher. And we use this really to kind of commit people to come to be our guest. And every year we have probably about, on that one Sunday, approximately between 1,000 and, and uh, 1,400 visiting people coming in on that one Sunday. And we use that as, as a tool. It's an idea to reach people. And it, listen, it helps, it helps our church family to, to get active in reaching people. It, 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 what you're doing is you're putting some tools into their hand that makes it a little bit easier for them to bring maybe a coworker to work, to school, uh, church, maybe a neighbor, maybe a relative that needs to be saved, and say, hey, this is what we have going on. It's an open house. Afterwards, you can have lunch with us. You know, so it, it, you're, you're putting these tools into them, in the hands of your members, and it en- enables them then for them to really be active, inviting people to come to be a part of the special days. And so those are, we see, first of all, we see the promotion, we see the, uh, the purpose, and then the promotion. Now let's look at the plan, okay? Number three, the plan. The plan. And I think there were some other special days that we had on there, but, but let's look at it. There's three keys to effective evangelism. First of all, there's the training. One of the biggest areas... Where, why people do not, are, are not actively involved in reaching people is because of fear. Fear is the number one reason why people do not share their faith. And there's three specific areas, fear of people. You know, the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare. So we need to help people to have, you know, to come over that fear of people and, and talking to people about, you know, their need for Christ. So we need to help them in that area. Number two, the fear of not knowing how to do it. You know, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. You know, God's given to the church, you know, pastors and teachers for what reason? For the, for the perfecting of the saints so that they could do what? Do the work of the ministry. And so it's part of our jobs to equip and to train and to uh, help them to, to do the work of the ministry and make it easy for them. And number three is this, the fear of failure. These are the three areas that, that I know that dealing with people, uh, they, they have uh, the fear that kind of just cripples them. And it's of people and not knowing how to do it and just the fear of failure like, man, I just don't do it right. I just don't see any fruit. And so as leaders, we need to help them in these areas to be victorious. Let her be there. We need to be committed to train 
our people to share their faith effectively. And uh, let me give you some number. Not only do we see the training, but let's look at some of the tools. Okay, some tools. But I pray they'll be a help. Number one is this. Um, have everything organized for the people. In other words, when you have any type of an outreach event, have everything organized for them. In other words, make it, when they walk in into that auditorium, that room, wherever you have it, make it where like, wow, they put thought into this. Man, look, everything is organized. Man, they're ready. And so that right there, it communicates something to your people saying, man, this is important to them. This is bigger than what I expected. And so have everything ready. Don't be running around, hey, where's the tracks? Or, you know, when our people walk in, everything is already laid out. Uh, we got our tracks. We got our maps. We have, you know, everything that you could think of. We have it all out there. So when they're walking in, it's all prepared. And, and we're organized. And, and that communicates. That, that, that communicates that, hey, we didn't just think about doing this at, you know, last night. And so it, it just communicates a, that this is very important. Let her be there. Let the people sense that thought and preparation has been done. Have maps. And we're, we're big on this and, and, and giving direction to the people. In other words, we, we want to systematically uh, go through our community and we want to make sure that we're going to every home and, and every you know, section of our valley. Um, you know, sometimes people, if you just say go out, you know, they'll go to the same area or they'll drive around for a half hour, waste you know, 30 minutes and then knock on, you know, for 30 minutes and then come back. But man, if you put them in, give a map in their hands, say, hey, here, go to this area right here. And we want you to knock on these streets and on the homes. And here, we want you to go to this area and we want you to complete this map. You know, we're giving them direction. It, it, we're helping them to be, you know, to be you know, more comfortable in what they're doing. Uh, have the tracks, have decision cards. And these are just some of the tools that that we want to make sure that we have for our people when they come out for soul winning so it's a little bit easier for them to reach you know, the community. And then number three, not only is there training and tools, but timeliness. Salvation has always been presented in the present tense. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 2, For he saith, I've heard thee in time, time accepted, and in the day of salvation I, have I secured thee, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And, and we need to you know, let people know that this, we need to seize this moment right now. This Saturday, okay? Maybe the last Saturday we go out soul winning. Because the rapture may take place. And we need to communicate. We need to let them know that, hey, this is important, what we're doing. And, 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 and let it be there. Sharing the gospel must be the church's priority. They need a sense that this is very high on the, uh, on, the, on the level of importance, and, and so they're sensing that. Like Pastor said, we need to keep the main thing the main thing, and the main thing is what? Soul winning, okay? So why don't we pass those sheets down, okay? And what this is, what I'm going to put in your hands, is some of our special days that we have here at Lancaster Baptist Church. And it's a very high view, okay, in some of the, the tasks that lead into that day. Does that make sense? In other words, you know, we just don't say, okay, we're going to have an open house. All right? I mean, there's several steps that lead into that. All right? If we were going to say, okay, tomorrow or this coming Saturday, we're going to knock on every single door in our valley. Okay? You know, that's a good goal, okay? 
But there's got to be several steps that leads to that accomplishment. And so let's kind of look at this together, okay? So try not to get ahead. Um, and I know that's very difficult for all of us, amen? But the first day is our... And, and I broke up each day with a, a purpose, a promotion, and the plan, okay? Because some of the days have, they have a different purpose. Now, every day, of course, every special day is, of course, seeing salvations, okay? That's an obvious. Um, and so I don't even think we even put that on there, but that's a given. Um, but here, for the friend day, encourages members to invite their friends. Uh, every friend that came got a mug, there's something that says, hey, you bring a guest, your guest will get a mug, a gift from us, thanking them for being our visitor. And you want something as simple as this encourages them to be involved in reaching out and inviting their, their friends. It's, an, it's, it's, an, it's a little bit of what I would just say, a, an easier entrance into the church to come visit. Still, the number one way why people come to your church and come to our church is because a friend invited them. That's still the number one way. It's not, it's, not, it's not web. It's not billboards. It's not TV commercials. It's not radio. The number one way still is me bringing my friend to church. And guess what? Your people, they have friends outside of the church. They have co-workers. They have neighbors. And we want to put these tools into their hands and, and give them a, a reason to invite their friends to, to the church. We see the promotion. We have little promotion cards. We have, you know, pastor had announcements. We had the video, the website. Um, we had people bake some cookies. And so the week before our friend day, okay, you, let's just say all of you, 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 you all had somebody committed to come to your friend day, our friend day. So the week before, you each got a, a, uh, a bag of cookies, and you took those cookies to your friend, and you invited them to come and to remind them about the commitment. But it's just, it just helps people. The, and you see the plan there. I'm not going to take time to read all that. Uh, but the friend day, that was a very successful day. Uh, I think on that one day, we had, I think, around 100 visiting families. Okay, and so it was just a success, a successful day for us in that area. So a friend day, our Easter musical, and folks, we need to realize this: that there's people throughout our your community and our community that on Easter and Christmas they're wondering where they're going to go to church as a family. And so we want to put something before them that says, "Hey, why don't we go to Lancaster Baptist Church?" And so one way is you know I talked a little earlier about was the, you know, the Easter musical. This last year we did the musical The Choice. And, and so that was something that we used. And you see some of the ideas. It's a community event. So when I go out door knocking for this, okay, this is how I promote it. Hi, my name is Jerry from Lancaster Baptist Church and going through your community. And boy, we have a community event coming up next Saturday and Sunday night at our church. It's our Easter musical. And let me tell you, we're inviting the whole community to come out and visit us. And so, you see, I'm using the word community. It's a community event. In other words, I'm, I'm sending this message. It's for everyone. Okay? And, um, and so, I'm, I'm kind of using that. And, and from there, listen. How can I say this? Okay. 
What happens with people, all of us, if they're just going out and if they're doing so winning the same way every single time, just, you know, no, no, nothing to bring people into, okay? If there's no event, if there's nothing special going on, you know what happens is that people get kind of, they kind of just start losing the interest. But we try a couple things. We change our tracks around all the time. You know what? A new track, as simple as that, Stephen, you know, builds excitement. Well, we got a new track. You had to pass those out. It's a little thing, but it helps them. You know, we need to realize where the people are at sometimes. And we need to encourage them to continue to make those steps of commitment and growth in their heart. But if we can have a new track, get people excited to pass them out. Praise the Lord. And if, it's, if we can get them excited about a musical event. And so we have these different events for these different purposes to make it easier for people to stay involved in reaching people and inviting people to come to church. And so you see some of the, the, you know, the action items uh, regarding that. Then we have bust them in, and, and that's, that's just basically our target for this right here, of course, is what? Is our bus ministry. And so we're, we're, we're focusing on that, and, and that's, that's strictly worked through our, our bus ministry and the people that are involved in that, we get, we get new members, uh, we get uh, uh, church members that are not on the buses that day to be involved in this, to experience the bus ministry. Okay? And so that's the bus, bus them in Sunday. Then we have another Sunday. It's called the Public Safety Officer Appreciation Day. Uh, we have multiple police officers in our church. Multiple. And we've been able to reach them because... We have taken time to honor them, to thank them. How many of you ever gotten a ticket before? How many of you, once you got that ticket, you say, Officer, thank you for doing your job. I certainly appreciate, you know, your service to our community. Now, normally we, we normally have a bad attitude when we get that ticket. And then when we have a bad attitude, it's pretty hard to invite them to church. <laughs> But you want to know something? This day, though, we take a moment and we go to the different fire stations and and police stations and we invite people to come. Uh, I think of one officer, I think it was 1992 or 93, Kim Rupert. And probably some of you know Brother Rupert. He kind of helps pastor a lot. But Brother Rupert was a police officer for our sheriff's department down in Santa Clarita which is probably about an, hour, about an hour away from here. But that year, we went down there and we, we put out these brochures and, and um, drove down there and just put these on the, on the, on the um, sergeant's desk and, and the officers came by and picked them up and, and he got one of these. And he looked at this and said, wow, that church came all the way down to Santa Clarita to invite me to come to their law enforcement day? And his family came. When I went into his home and talked to him that Tuesday night, I said, well, how'd you hear about the church? How'd you hear about the law day? He began to tell me a story. It's all because we took the time to thank them for a wonderful job that they do in our community. A couple things. Look at some of the, some of the items that we do regarding that. Um, different, we have different awards that we give out. 
On that day, we have a, a luncheon for all their families, and we thank them. Uh, we, we have a list in the bulletin of fallen officers and, and just a time of remembrance and prayer for the family. Uh, we, um, before this special day, okay, I'm trying to think where the date is. Okay, May 2nd. I think this, is, this was this year's brochure. A couple weeks before that, I got a crew of guys together, and we went to our Lancaster station, and we went to our Palmdale station on two different Fridays. And what we did, we provided a barbecue luncheon for everybody. And, and so we, 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 we had flyers that went out a couple days beforehand and said, hey, listen, we're going to come by. And got approval for the captain. And the captain said, hey, we'd love for you to do that. We went in there and, and just had a barbecue for the troops. They came out. And we just served them. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a high-pressure type of a setting. It was more of a relational type of building setting. Uh, they were on the clock and... And, but they were there for lunch, and, you know, we were able to minister and talk to some of them and, and give out an invitation and personally invite them to come and to be a part of our law enforcement day. Uh, we had, uh, from that, we had, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I had a CHP officer and his, his wife and, and her sister, um, they followed the Lord in baptism uh, through this outreach. And so, you know, you know it's just a great idea. You have to think, okay, uh, how can we work that in our, in our community? And may I say, this group of people right here, they're a little bit standoffish. So maybe the first couple of years you do it, they're going to be very, you know, why are they doing this? Right. And they're going, to be, they're going to kind of withdraw a little bit. They're going to have all these questions. And, and, but after a while, they realize that you're really there for them and you want to help them and be an encouragement to them. And through the years, now they, they say, oh, that's a church that, man, you guys honored us. And so it even gets you out of some tickets sometimes. All right. We have a parks ministry. And, and Brother Ricky, I got this from your dad, this idea. And how you guys go in, in the Philippines, the different areas. All right, what, what do you guys call that? Plaza. Plaza. And then how you go to different little areas and, and have Bible school there because they, or Sunday school because they, they all can't come to their church. And I said, you know, why can't we do that here? So we go to different parks on Saturday, and we have a Bible club there. We have workers that go around, and they visit the different neighborhoods right around there, and they go through the parks and invite people to come. And, and you know, sometimes they'll have 20 kids, sometimes they'll have 30 kids. And, uh, and guess what happens? We're able to reach families through that. It's an idea. You may want to do this, um, you know, during the summertime only. And just kind of use it. It's just an idea and how you can just minister and reach people. Uh, me, I said, you know, you know what our goal is, on even a day like, like our law enforcement day? If we can reach one family. If we can reach one family on a day like this, it's worth it all. And, and our Roundup Sunday, that's a Western type thing. And there's some ideas there. Uh, our open house, that's, that's something really, it goes, a lot of effort goes into that. Uh, but that's, that's one day we try to have what we call total church participation in. And in a lot of different areas, we set a goal of knocking on every single door in our valley in a, in a one, uh, I think it's about 10-day period. And we have a big thermometer, and we kind of keep track of the doors going all up. And, and, and we, we, we just really encourage and challenge people to be a part of that. And you have the different action items that are listed there. Then we have our Harvest Fest. This is... This has grown, and I tell you what, this has been a, a great idea, okay? And it's just an alternative for our kids. Um, you know, 
I wasn't raised in a Christian home, so when Halloween came by, I went trick-or-treating. Um, but guess what? My kids didn't go trick-or-treating. And, you know, when, when they, you know, they, you know, little kids, you know, all they're thinking about is what? The candy. And having fun. And so, you know, Pastor came up with this idea years ago of having just a harvest fest. And, and so our kids got dressed up and, you know, different different types of costumes, Moses and David and different things like that. And they came and they, we just had some different games for the kids. And at, at first it was just for our, our church. But now it, 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 it's grown to the point where people from the community come because they realize just the, the stupid stuff that's out there. They come here because it's a safe place. And we have soul winning stations set up on the property. Amen. And uh, people are standing there just talking to people. Oh, how'd you hear about that? And we sit down with them and, and we see people saved. And it's just, it's just a, it's a, an idea. It's something that the, the church family gets excited about. And, and honestly, everything that we talked about, we, you know, we start small and then it just kind of builds. It kind of grows. You add ideas to it. And it takes on you know, just a, almost a life to itself. Uh, next is our Thanksgiving basket outreach. And this is something that we do to needy families within our community. And every Thanksgiving, we, um, we, we've done this a couple different ways. Uh, at, at one time, we would have people come to our church, and we provide a Thanksgiving meal for them, and then we would have a service for them. Now what we do is, is that we deliver Thanksgiving baskets to needy families. And um, sometimes those needy families are church members. You know, I think it was last night when we you kind of heard about our, the transitional ministry, people that are out of job, that have been out of job this past year. During Thanksgiving last year, we had 75 families that were out of work. Every one of those families we delivered a Thanksgiving basket to. And, and then outside of that, people call in from the community, and they just ask, is the church doing anything for Thanksgiving for people that have needs? And, and, and people begin to, you know, they, they begin to talk, and, and then we, we put these together, and, and our church family delivers them. We used to deliver them on Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning. But there's a little problem with that, because we delivered a frozen turkey on Thursday morning. <laughs> so they wouldn't be able to have that turkey until Saturday. But we, kind of, we, we did that one year, so we kind of learned our lesson on that one. But, um, but it's really, we have a family in our church that was saved through this, this last Thanksgiving, and they're faithful. They don't miss a service. They're both in a choir. That's great. And uh, it's, just, it's just an idea. And, and guess what? At first, we just said, okay, we'll deliver. When we first started this, we said, we, we'll deliver... I think it was 50 baskets. And then we grew to 75, and then we grew to 100. And, and now I think we're about, what, 250 now? Amy, we, we, we delivered 250 that we put a cap on there. And, um, and so that's what we do for that. We talked about the uh, Christmas musical, and won't spend much more time in, with that. But let me, let me share something with you regarding this. This, this was a blessing. This was... A, uh, every Christmas, what we do... We try to, when we go out sowing, we want to give our community a little gift. And sometimes we've, we've had little maggots made up with a little Christmas scene and, and just say, wish you Merry Christmas from Lancaster Baptist Church. You know, just something to give people during Christmas season. 
Um, we've done different things like that. Last year we did um, a CD. And I think the cost of this was, I think it was less than a dollar to produce this. And on the back of it, it has uh, the gospel presentation. And what we did, we, we, we had a budget, of course. We didn't go to every house in the valley. But we targeted. We said, okay, we're going to go to an area where there's, we're getting a good number of people that are coming from that area. And so we're going to target that one area with these. So I think we ordered 2,500 of these, I believe. And so we went to 2,500 homes with this. And I think it was two years ago, excuse me. This year when I went out soul winning at Christmas time, um, I knocked on the door, the door opened up, and the lady was playing this. And she said this, she, I said, I'm Jerry from Lancaster Baptist Church. She said, I know. She said, you came to my house last year, and you gave me a CD. And, uh, and she says, I don't know if you know this, but it's be, and I knew it, but she said, I'm playing it right now. And you want to say, the lady hasn't come to church yet. But you want to know something? There's something still there that's reminding her about this church. And it's a, it's a little get. I'll tell you what, a great, an awesome little idea right here. And, and it's not, you know what, you can, you can produce maybe, maybe 100 of these. Maybe 500 and say, okay, let's, let's go out and let's, not, let's pass out 500 of these and see, be a blessing to the community. Next is this. There's, a, there's something that we did for this week leading into our anniversary week. And we just called it, you know, it's not a real fancy name, Operation 24th Anniversary Soul Winning Packets. Okay? Now, how many, how many, uh, okay, how many of you in your, during the summertime, your soul winning kind of drops a little bit, right. attendance-wise? How many of you, be honest, okay, raise my hands up, okay, I, I know our numbers, ours, ours drop a little bit. Why? Because of vacations. People are going here and there and taking, you know, you know family trips on the weekends and th- different things like that. So what we did just to really just to kind of infuse, you know, just the importance of, hey, let's, let's get out there in our community. And we do this twice a year. And uh, we do an op- what we call Operation Anniversary, and we do an Operation New Year. And we work this through our adult Bible classes. And what we do, if you look at it, you have people sign up what class they're in. Do you all have that? Or do you have that on the back? And then it has... Um, Give us, we, get, we get their either phone number or email. And then we ask them, where do you want to go door knocking? Okay? In other words, we, they'll say East Lancaster, West Lancaster, East Palmdale, West Palmdale, Roseman. In other words, they're going to pick an area where they live. And what we do is we give them a packet then. Amy, do we have one of those? No? Okay, the packet has a map for that area, wherever they checked off. Okay? And um, it has the tracks in there. It has decision slips in there, and has everything that they would get on a normal Saturday. But what we ask them to do, they can go out and knock on those doors within the next you know, seven days, any day they want. In other words, if they want to do it on Monday night as a family, they can. If they want to do it on a Friday night, they can. We kind of let, that, let, let them make their own decision when they're going to do it. I think we had 225 families sign up to take these out. And every, every map is, we, we try to highlight uh, about 100 doors, okay? So they would go out, and as a family, they would knock on 100 doors. And then the next sheet is just the accountability of it, okay? Is just, you know, the names are not real. But 
they have to either email us or call, and uh, we buttonhole them in our classes regarding the results to make sure that we just didn't pass them out and then that's it, okay? But we kind of held them accountable, okay? And just say, hey, we tell them up front, now listen, we're going to be contacting you regarding, you know, were you able to finish your packet and stuff like that. And this right here, we, now think about it, pastors, between Christmas and New Year's, that first Sunday of the New Year, how many doors do your church normally knock on? Probably not a whole lot. Because people are filled with turkey, amen? All right? But listen, every year we'll have families that will sign up for that and go out and knock on doors during that time as a family that, honestly, if we didn't do it, they may not have gone out. And so it's just another little ideal tool to help them to get involved in outreach. And because uh, the goal is what? To reach everybody in our valley. That's our heart. That's our goal. And I'm sure it's your same desire for you is to reach everybody in your community with the gospel. And so I pray that maybe just an idea came, came to your mind. Say, oh, hey, we could use that. And I pray that'd be a blessing to you. Thank you for listening to the Ministry 127 podcast. Today's lesson was on ideas for creatively reaching your community with Brother Jerry Furso.